Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. Okay, hello and welcome to Two in the Think Tank, the show where we succeed in coming up with five sketch ideas. Um, it's 90 episodes and uh, I felt ready to drop the try from that introduction. What, you think that we just come up with it? Well, I mean, consistently we have, right? Yeah, I know, but, but it's not f- from lack of trying. Sure, sure. So we try. Yeah. We we try as well as as succeed. You're right. But I, I, I think I think the try is implied by the succeed, right? Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. And also that we wouldn't release the podcast unless we did. Yeah, come it's up with a, it? it's confirmation bias. It's uh no, not confirmation bias. It's survivorship bias. So it's it's that one like where, you know, people ask why you know, why are why is there humans? Right. Yes. You know, well, wh- why would there be humans in this universe? It seems so unlikely. Well, you go, well, the the reason why it seems so unlikely and that you are witnessing it is because the only way that it could be witnessed is as if, is, is if it had happened. Yes. It's the anthropogenic principle, but applied to our podcast. Applied to podcasts with sketch ideas. Yeah, which is like where I think ultimately all philosophical ideas wind up, mm. you know, this is the culmination of... I mean, look, Alistair, I don't want to get... Too too deep into this, but in a way, yeah, this is the culmination of all of society's work. The, the fact that we are able to sit here in this room mm-hmm. and just come up with sketch ideas, yeah, you know, is 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 in many ways the pinnacle of humanity's achievement. Well, it is the next step, isn't it? Because first there was just disparate, you know, like separate matter, yes. separate bits well, of matter. I mean, well, well, first there was a sort of a uh, a soup of energy, a, right? Yeah, but, possibly a nothingness even. Yes, or, you're right. Okay, first there was a nothingness, then there was a soup, very much like going out to a restaurant. Yeah, first there's nothingness. <laughs> I guess, you know, that's sort of... Uh, that's sort The of, empty table. The empty table, but also pre, you know, pre-business hours. Sure, you okay, know, right. Of, the, the stools are up on the table, mm-hmm. but... For, for our purposes, we'll count those as being nothing. I think a stool could be considered nothing. Great. Yeah. <laughs> and I'll buy a lot of measures. Uh, so then, you know, then, then, there's, uh, then there's separate, you know, uh, little particles and things. I guess you could call them waiters or, uh, you know. No, we've got to have soup first, LSD. Oh, yeah, sorry, there's soup. Yeah, yeah, I apologize. You have soup and then there's waiters. Look, it's not a very good <laughs> restaurant. Obviously, they leave the soup on the tables from the night before. Oh, it could be one of those Japanese places where you, you know, you order it from the counter and it's basically a machine does everything, gets right. you soup. Yeah. You know, maybe behind the machine there's a person, but you don't know. We don't know. And, know? And, and that really is the question of... You know, is there a God? Behind the machine, is there a person? Yeah. Behind the universe, is there a God? Yeah. Anyway, the important thing is, eventually you get people. Yes. And that's when you eat a person, I suppose, <laughs> at the restaurant. That's the final course. 
Uh, and then after that, that person, possibly while you're eating them, comes up with sketch ideas. And that is the pinnacle of what so far humans have come up with. People have suggested that, like, that vegetarianism and veganism is like, you know, and I, su- I think the people who've suggested this might be vegetarians or vegans. Yeah. See if you can spot it. Okay. It, it, it is, is, in a way, the pinnacle of our ethical achievement, right? That if we are able to reach the point where we no longer need to eat animals mm-hmm. to survive, yeah. then we, you, the next step is, and the ultimate step is for us to ethically justify the fact that we, we, we shouldn't be doing that, right? Like we are able to reach that point, yeah. I guess, where we step out of that, that sort of that food chain yeah. but or the- whatever. But I wonder if there's a point after that where we've developed uh, technology to the point where like we can clone anyone and anything, yeah. right? So that higher than choosing not to eat anything mm. is our ability to clone and then eat ourselves right you know like 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 because ultimately i guess there's no s- suffering in, involved in that or no net suffering right because i guess i guess the the only way you could do that is if you cut off your own arm at the moment yes if you cut off your own arm ate that then cloned another arm and and put it back attached reattached it is that the only way that could be done couldn't well, I you just clone feel... the arm and then eat the cloned arm? I know, but then would would that arm experience pain that isn't yours? Oh, I see what you mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So you, you want it to be totally self-contained. Yeah, yeah. So I think maybe you would have to use your own body to kind of re I mean, at the moment, the that's more or less... <laughs> this is way too gross for this early in the podcast. <laughs> that's currently what we do when we're eating a scab, you know? Right, it's the it's sort of the next step after veganism. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's it's uh, autotroph. Being if, if humans are able to become an autotroph where we provide our own food. Yeah. Well, I I wonder because the the, the problem with the the eating the scab is that the pain that has occurred is not due to the eating, and so right. it's kind of a scavenging after there has. It's like you're kind of you're 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 piggybacking off of the back of other. Uh, suffering yeah, right. that, that, that has already occurred and then you're eating that. You're kind of like a vault. If anything, that's probably the next level after <laughs> sort of cloning your arm and things like that. Right. So, so I think it goes, uh, you know, omnivore, yep. then vegetarian, vegetarian, then vegan, then vegan, then clone parts of your arms after you cut off your arm and eat it. Yep. And then you clone one or get one to grow back yep. using science. And then the level after that is scab eater. <laughs> Who would have thought that scab eaters would mm. be the pinnacle? Well, it would be the pinnacle. Well, there's another level above that. Oh, yes. Which is um, once we've made the decision that it's better if we're just not here. Right. And then we... That, 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 that That's to... That do we're just we eat our entire bodies without the cloning part into non-existence? Or is there no eating really involved in that? We just I, sort of kill ourselves. I guess if ourselves. you just let yourself wither away and be eaten... Yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, I guess if you willingly feed people who don't have food with your body. Yes. You know, I guess like that monk who throws himself to to feed uh, into the pit to feed the hungry tiger cubs. Did that happen? I think that's a story I've heard. I've heard Bart Freebarn do it as a bit as well. Oh, well, I won't, I won't even try and riff on it then in case I accidentally riff across his territory. Well, I, look, I don't think you were going to get there because I feel like in the end it becomes a, a joke about tiger supporters. Wow. Yeah. I wasn't going you to. You weren't going to go to an Aussie rules joke. No. Yeah. No. Um, look, do you think that the, I think in this hierarchy that there's a sketch in that? Yeah, some, somewhere, next... somewhere in that, yeah. 
that 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 thing of uh, like you know what's the um yeah I, I you know the ethical next step or like or or even just the conclusion that the only ethical meat source is our own bodies is is like a is is you you can definitely take that from the extension of uh, veganism it's also local as well uh, you know, if it, people are very keen on eating locally produced meats, Absolutely. doesn't get much more local than your own arm. Yeah, it's... you know that that hasn't been transported at a cost of CO two emissions all the way from Guatemala. No, absolutely. But in order to keep yourself alive, you have probably had to catch trams and different things like that to go to work. And well, if you just stay in one room and work remotely. Oh yeah, yeah, that's good. Are you a cold using room. teleconferencing, a cold room. So that you're not using any kind of uh, heating. Yes, and stuff. then just eat your own arm. Yeah. I mean, that's that's a... Uh, what about that, that guy who started making, like, found, found a way to turn feces into burgers? Did you hear about that guy? Old shit burgers. Old shit burgers. It was a guy in China found a way to treat shit uh, in such a way that you could he, you could make it edible. And I think he was making burgers out of it. Do you think? What do you think has to happen before that takes off? Oh, I mean, I mean, do you think? I guess I don't know whether he's opened up a restaurant as a kind of like a tourism thing. Yeah, is it? Would it sort of be like Lord of the Fries? There's a place here in Melbourne called Lord of the Fries where uh, most people don't realize when you don't they first realize. go there that it's it's actually a vegetarian place. When I went to Lord of the Fries the first time, I ordered a burger. I asked for a vegetarian burger. I took it away. I started eating. I was like, this is meat. I went back. I said, you've given me a meat burger. They said, all our burgers are vegan. And I looked quite the fool. Yeah, you would have looked like quite a fool. But now, if that burger was made out of shit. Human excrement. Right. And then I started eating it. And then I went away. And I came back. I said, I asked for a burger made out of shit. And this is meat. And they said, all our burgers are made out of shit. I guess I would all I still quill, feel quite foolish. You wouldn't have looked clever. No, that's for sure. No, no, um, especially because I was eating a shit burger. Yeah. Um, and then I, I uh, guess the the just do you the, know that, that apparently uh, one time uh, <laughs> John F. Kennedy went to uh, went to Shanghai and actually went to this uh, gave an important really? speech and he he actually said "Ich bin ein shit burger," <laughs> which in <laughs> In German. In German actually means I am a, a, a burger made out of shit. <laughs> but he, he must have been very, felt very foolish. <laughs> was that was that like a mistranslation? Did he think that he was saying, he thought he was, I am a Berliner? Yeah, I, th- I but, think so. In, 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 in China, in Shanghai. Yeah. He was telling people in German that he's from Berlin. Yeah. It it wasn't a good day for him. No. I mean, he'd had a couple of fuck-ups. He was probably only a a year or so away from being murdered. Yeah. Yeah. So he was on the decline. He was close to death. (laughs) Yeah. I guess I I don't know what's worse, calling yourself publicly a, a shit burger or eating one. Um. Or I, I feel I do. Yeah. Yeah. Eating I a think shit it's burger. eating the shit burger. But I okay, when if he's making shit burgers, it it's it's he's clearly not making it just out of shit, right? He's not just <laughs> processing a shit. Removing removing the flavor, removing the bacteria. Yeah. 
Yeah, and then frying. I, I up. assume he's putting in other ingredients. I. But but then in, but then again, like a shit already is something that is full of other ingredients. It is in itself a recipe. <laughs> it is. It is. It's a, a recipe that very often requires you to prepare it the day before, which are the, <laughs> usually the kind of recipe that I don't have any time for. Yeah. There's nothing worse than looking at a recipe. and you, Step one, you know, yeah. soak the cashew nuts for 48 hours. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah. And, and it's, yeah. That's but, good because I'm hungry two days from now. Yeah. It's one of those ones that you can really do on a run, on the run. Um and being and going on the run actually helps it move down faster. It does. <laughs> All right, let's move away from the shit burger. Really? Guy. Yeah. Do you think? I mean, I don't know if there's anything in there. Um. Well, there's shit in do, there. Look, do you think that there's a there's a whole sitcom maybe it in could, the shit burger? I was just wondering. Guy? I was just wondering. Yeah. I guess it's like it's a novel kind of idea. It's like, you know, sometimes people go go on a on a trip to another country. Sometimes in Asia, mm-hmm. and they they see a thing. Let's say they they see these steam buns, and they go, "Oh, I I think I would like to recreate that." Like you know, we don't really do steam buns here in America, yeah, in Canada, right. America, Australia, um, the three countries. Yes, um, I'm gonna bring that back to and start a little stall. Maybe we'll start it off as a food truck, mm-hmm. something like that, and then see yep. if that you know if we, I can bring this successful thing. I guess. You could see that somebody's found a niche in the shit burger, and they go, "Well, look, it seems to be bringing in tourists. I don't know if anybody really wants this, but you know, I'll, I'll, I'll. It'd be great to have opened up a shit burger place here in Australia, mm-hmm. and then get accused of cultural appropriation." <laughs> <laughs> I think. The 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 one selling point of the shit burger is that you know that it is already made from things that people like to eat because it's stuff <laughs> that people have already eaten. Absolutely, by definition. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Absolutely. Uh, but then, but then, obviously, you would probably also have to separate it into different you know, categories based on what people ate. When yeah, d- <laughs> exactly. So, because then you would have to have like a vegetarian option where people haven't been eating any any meat. Yeah, yeah. And then also like one maybe where people are eating exclusively vegan, mm. uh, you know, mm. or, or or organic things. Or then, or then you could have one burger where people are eating exclusively shit burgers. Wow. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's interesting, isn't it? Yeah. Um. Look. I know that this is silly, but just so that we can get beyond it, I'm going to write down the idea of a guy going to China, picking up this sh- guy's shit burger ideas, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. idea, and then trying to get this business off the ground. Maybe yeah. you, you get to see him. Uh, in a way, it'll be a story about startups and, and small businesses. Mm. Uh, maybe he could even go on Shark Tank. Yep. Ellen. Ellen. Well, you know, yeah, obviously, if he, you know, it's it's crazy that he would get the success that the other guy should have got. But, you know, I guess he's not an English speaker. He's probably, you know, mm. somewhere in the Sichuan region. Mm. I don't know whether he's making it, making those burgers in that style. I think uh, it, it also, like, um, I think I think there's a lot of people are worried about uh, Southeast Asian street food, whether or not it's prepared in hygienic conditions. And I think just coming straight out and telling people that your burgers are made out of shit is a great way to sort of bypass that, that doubt that people have, that, yeah. you know, any questions in your mind, well, 
allow me to put your mind at rest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like where <laughs> have you been storing the shit correctly? Well, yeah. look, I've been passing it through bleach and acetone and oh, uh, I've yeah. I don't, look, I don't know what it has to undergo. I can't believe, I can't imagine that it's a one hundred percent natural process. I I I I don't like to imagine it is. I, that that's the one process where I would be. The more chemicals that are involved mm. in the production, the happier I am. Actually, it would be very. It would be the you could make uh, the opposite of you know. So if you go to the art gallery in Tasmania called Mona mm-hmm. Museum of Old and New Art. Yes, uh, owned by a, David Walsh. Yes, uh, the uh, gambling millionaire. Yeah. Mathematical uh, genius, genius, and general sort of uh, eccentric provocateur. Yeah, and and look, apparently, apparently he, you know, he he's done a lot of great things for Tasmania. He has, uh, and, and apparently another thing that he's doing is he's opening up a casino that is only for high rollers, which I think is good. Well, it is good because then it's like it's no pokies, so you're not sh- pilfering money off of uh, no. off of the poor. You're just taking money you're off s- of the stupid <laughs> rich. <laughs> you're siphoning it off, yeah, off rich idiots. Rich, dumb fucks. I'm really like, oh man, I'm really comfortable with that. Yeah, I'm so comfortable with it. It's one of the only ways that you can you can get. I mean, obviously he himself, David Walsh, is a is a billionaire. <laughs> um, so you know, it's really just kind of trickling across <laughs> from billionaires to other smarter billionaires. But because he gives so much to the community and he's, yeah. he's revitalized Tasmania, mm-hmm. uh, he's done a lot of things. Anyway. Uh, he has a piece of art mm. in his gallery called the cloaca, mm. which is a shit machine. It basically you put in food on one end, and then it goes through it, a it, series it, of chemical and mechanical processes that, that, that reproduce, I guess, the internal uh, digestive pr- digestive system. What I'm suggesting is that this guy could also make a work of art that possibly would. Uh, be basically the inverse of this, where yeah. he would put shit in, and then you could watch it as it comes out, and at the on the other end, you just put it on a bun. Dave, I, I, I'm telling you right now, if that was a thing, David Walsh would definitely buy it. Yeah, he would definitely connect it to his cloaca machine, <laughs> and he would definitely sell the burgers. Absolutely, yeah, and and that is a place where people definitely would try them. Yes, because people are open minded and 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 they feel like they're in, they're they're engaging with culture. Is it is it a concern then though that that is a essentially a robot putting a person out of a job? You know, like like if we yeah. we, we get down to the point of like we we'll, well you know we're giving value to people's shit. Well, mm-hmm. I'm sorry, that's that's a thing that not even you really can exclusively do. You've been replaced by a machine. Yeah. You're not even fit to shit. We found a robot that yeah. can do it better and people are more comfortable. I mean, it. I wouldn't be surprised if he also, you know, he's already done some funny stuff with the toilets there. Yes. If he just connected the toilets to a thing that, that you know, like he's serving you like back your own shit. It really, if we connected those two machines together, mm. it uh, it wouldn't, be a human centipede, it would be a mechanical centipede. Yeah, absolutely. And you know what? I think there's a horror movie in that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, or at least a boring documentary. Yeah, okay. yeah. <laughs> Which, you know, for a lot of people is horrible. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, a lot of people want to be Torment. scared. But, we you know, what about the fear that you get 
from knowing that you're wasting your life. Is there, is there some way that we could produce a horror documentary, right? Where, uh, and I'm not quite sure how mm. this would work, but it is a documentary, but then very often somehow the presenter appears behind you or like is <laughs> glimpsed in a mirror giving some information uh, when, you, you know, when you're not expecting it. Yeah, well, I guess if you had, if you, you, you know, we're always looking for new viewing experiences. Uh, if you had, if you were in a room in which every surface was poten- a possible screen. Yes. Um, so you had screens all around you. Okay. You know, uh, possibly your chair was also a screen. And wow. then also there were projectors where they could project things onto you. Yes. So uh, what is the documentary about? Okay. <laughs> well, I mean, it could be about spiders. Okay, that feels a little easy. That does feel easy. Okay, <laughs> um, but 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 that being said, yeah. like producing a documentary about, say, a serial killer or a horrible murder mm-hmm. or something, but doing it in in a a scary way. Yeah, where I don't I, I don't know like. Well, yeah. I mean, I guess I guess instead of having. Uh, sort of subtitles or like mm. text on the screen it's written with blood on walls oh there you go uh, um well there was unsolved mysteries which used to be a tv show that i found very scary as a kid yes uh and first of all it's scary because these mysteries are unsolved mm. and so you know that whoever's done whatever murder or whatever they're talking about is is still, still out, out there out there <laughs> Um, yeah, and and so that's you know I guess that's that's one way in which you could you could make mm-hmm. it more scary. Uh, but then I guess what I was where I was heading with having a screen everywhere is that the presenter could appear anywhere at any moment. Yeah, which is which is great. That is, you know, so there's always that element of surprise. He could always appear in a very shocking, loud way. Yes, <laughs> like that, like, kind of thing. like <laughs> and over here, you know, like he's <laughs> pardon me. You know, yeah. or, or, you know, just like in your ear, just like, <clears throat> you go, oh, Jesus Christ. Or, you know, I guess if every, maybe also as well as every surface being a screen, mm. if every screen, uh, surface was also a hand that could uh, that, reach out wow. and grab you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's getting quite complicated and I think we're sort of moving it away from the documentary filmmaking <laughs> sphere and more into the, you know, uh, Chamber of Horrors kind of yeah. uh, 4D cinema experience yeah, where yeah. one of the Ds is a is a hand that's got also a screen. Screen hand. Yeah, screen hand. I mean, let's work on this screen hand. Mm. Why haven't they made a phone that is yes. also just like a plastic glove that you put over your hand? So it's just a glove that you've got on your hand. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then you just need to open your hand and look at the inside of your hand. It's like the opposite of a touch screen. It's a screen that uh, touches you. Yeah. But, <laughs> but not in a weird way. No. No. I, I, don't, I don't know if that's the selling point you would go for. <laughs> um, but, you know, you just open it up your hand and then you, do, you can also touch it. So mm. it is also a touch screen. But it is a touch screen also in, in the way that you were saying that it is touching you. Yeah. Um, what about... So um, they're they're making sex robots, yeah, right, which are to replace the part of human interaction which is sex. Yeah. What about robots to replace other parts of human interaction? Right. So, mm-hmm. like, it's a um, 
you know, uh, a traffic altercation robot, your road rage robot or something, yeah. or it's a. Uh, um, so is that so that you can have road rage with this robot instead of having to go out onto the road and experience it? Yeah, with other people. yeah, yeah. Or like a career progression robot where you're able to go in to an office and mm-hmm. there's a robot there and you can have like a uh, uh, an annual performance review yeah. with the robot and it gives you, I guess, good feedback. It basically tells you what you want to hear about your, your job and mm. where you're going. Yeah, and I guess that's similar to the sex robot in that this is something that can sometimes be difficult to get in real life. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. It, it's something that maybe you would pay for if you couldn't get it in real life. Yeah, uh, I mean, there would be like, I, and then of course commentators and, you know, um, uh, thought leaders would come out and give give their hot takes on whether or not the your ability to go and get like positive career reinforcement from a robot in your own home is going to cause people to work less hard at work and make mm. less effort. Yeah. Um, but, you know, maybe I, that's just where society is going. I don't think we should judge that kind of thing. No, no, absolutely. And, and I think that maybe we should judge the people whose job is to always criticize where, how, how much different bits of technology are going to affect productivity in the world. Well, do you think that we could make a robot that would do that? Oh, absolutely! Yeah, a, a, ro- nice. a robot capable of delivering hot takes on the uh, the damage that robots are doing to society. I think I think most commentary is is easily automated. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I don't think people are reaching that far deep. I tell you, what, futurists do seem like they deliver the same kinds of mm. information. About every six months, something will come along and they'll talk to a futurist who'll come out, trot out the same stuff. Yeah. If a futurist was replaced with a robot, I, I, I think that would be fine. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. I think you could teach a, a neural network to sort of piece together the same buzzwords about, you know, connectivity and... Um, yeah, uh... Hyper networking or you know, whatever integration, integration, into, the Internet of Things. Yeah, the Internet of Two Point <laughs> Yeah, nobody's yeah, nobody's really thinking ahead in a very kind of create. Like you know, there there are a few. I think I read one article in which people were talking about like that everything will at some point just be on the move. Like that you know, like cars will be self driving, and so then the cars themselves will be rooms will just be another room to be in. And so then why, you know, like, could we be replacing houses, houses <laughs> with self-driving cars that are on the move? Yeah. Um, okay. I mean, yeah. You know, like... In, so so you're is everything a road? Is everywhere a road? I, I but guess... then if everywhere's a road, where are you going? <laughs> <laughs> I guess you're, you know... Rome? You're interconnecting with uh, with other... With other passing vehicles and maybe meeting up with people in there and right, you know, so, look, this okay. is uh, you know, but at least like that Howl's Moving Castle, yeah, yeah, and and I don't know that reference, but I kind of get what it, I guess what it's about yeah. based off of the title. Um, I'm I'm only giving this as an example of at least a futurist who's put in a bit of effort. Yeah, well, I mean, what you really want from a futurist is something so silly that it could never happen. Yeah. yeah. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Like that's how you know they're trying. Like if somebody just says, oh, yeah, and then there'll uh, be phones, but they'll be... Uh, in your mouth. In your, in, uh, or, or, you know, uh, like bigger or smaller or they'll be flexible. You're like, yeah, yeah okay, all right. Yeah, Oh. But if it's something like there'll be phones that are a gas, and you breathe them in, and then you uh, and then you uh, co- when you talk, it spells out the words in the air that you that you want to say, so that the the deaf can so that the deaf can, can yeah can exactly, and that's them. your phone. Then you're like, okay, well that's stupid and would never happen. That's I'm getting my money's worth from this futurist. Yeah, and so I think do you think there's a sketch idea in the the jobs that you you wouldn't think would be replaceable by robots but definitely could be. Yeah, well I I think I think the performance review and the 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 workplace advancement robot mm. is is good and then I think that maybe as part of that or as a two point uh, uh, maybe that and the other one are a half sketch of the futurists being replaced by a robot. Um but but also yeah like like I mean that can be extended in a general sense Alistair to uh to all um, sorts of, but I think I, my my question is, I guess before before we would replace workplace adva- before we would create workplace advancement robots, yes. I think that there would need to be uh, an industry where people are first paying to just get complimented on their job. That's true, you know. So yeah. because I think because that market isn't there and may, and maybe this is maybe maybe this is a step that we could s- s- uh like jump over but it just does feel that like people would go well why do i need a workplace advancement robot because it's not it's not a really a service that i've ever used before obviously mm-hmm. like maybe some people have never even had uh compliments at work and so they didn't even know that that was a thing that you could get but i guess I guess if I told you, hey, what what does this robot do? And, and, and you know, if you, you and then I, I went, hey, well, it's a thing that compliments you on the on the great job you're doing at work. I guess I guess that could tickle you, and you go, oh yeah, yeah. Well, I go, I pay for a bit of that. Yeah, you go. Oh, I don't, well, I don't know if I would, but 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 and but I would think just play on your mind for a bit. Yeah. There is a there is a where you were going with that, Alistair. I mm. think was along the lines of like you know the equivalent of a sex worker. Mm. Is, is there is there like you know like a red light district? I don't know what you call it, like a mm. like a grey light district, which is like a, a like a CD version of the CBD. Yeah, where you go along and various uh, business types are in windows, it's, offering to give you yeah. a performance review. It's a, it's a CD business park. Yeah, <laughs> you know, the, the, those those parks often have buildings mm. that are just covered in glass. Often yep. it's tinted. But at nighttime, if you turn the light on on the you inside, can see through. you can see through it. <laughs> and then people are just standing there, like, and they're wearing kind of suits. They look like they're p- probably an, a higher-ranking, uh, you know, uh, office workers that mm. are higher than you, or maybe they're they're wearing a fluoro vest. But you can tell that they're definitely middle management. There are there are some people who like to look in on other people getting a performance mm. review. 
But uh, then there's other people who like to be in there getting the performance review yourself, which obviously costs a little extra. Yeah. <laughs> wow. And then and then there's there's obviously there's a performance review cucks, which is people who just like <laughs> want to see someone else get the promotion. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody that they really care about. <laughs> or, or somebody that they really compete with. Yeah, at work. At work, and they yeah. want to see them get a promotion. Yep. That's really good. Yeah. Okay, I think that's that's a, a, an entirely its own idea. Yeah. Well, like, I think that, that, that's good enough to deserve a full, yeah, a full sketch of its own. Grey light analysis. district. Yeah, grey light, blue light. Blue light makes it sound like it's the one of those police dances. Yeah, blue light disco. <laughs> blue blue light district would be what would that be? That would be where you. Oh, I mean, it's the same thing, but with police, you go along and see police busting people for things. But I'm surprised that there isn't an industry in just paying to go hang out with somebody, and they find things in you to compliment you on. Mm. Like, you know, people who don't believe in themselves at all, don't really have that many people in their lives. I mean, look, it's a definitely not the, it's not the, it's definitely a slightly sadder industry. Mm. Massage your ego. But, you know, as people become lonelier, hopefully, uh, this will expand. Yes, fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. As we, you know, the, the fracturing of society yeah. increases. Absolutely. Well, we you know, if, it's if it's inevitable, then, you know, it's, it's almost wrong to not create this industry to help lift people a little bit. Mm. Uh, so it's somebody that you spend like an hour with. And then they talk to you and they get, you know, they get to, you know, I guess it's just like a conversation. But as they get to know you more, they find more things to compliment you on. Oh, wow. You're actually really witty. Yeah. Like then you go, oh, thank you. Yeah. Well, I was kind of always thought that, but people don't never really say it most of the time. You go, well, you know, I mean, I'm that's not because even... they're intimidated by you and, and your handsome yeah. looks. <laughs> and I want you to know that I'm actually not even that good at observing for compliments that I'm quite new at this. So your, your wit is your so wit... blindly obvious. Yeah. <laughs> blindingly, blindingly obvious, obvious, blindingly obvious. I mean, for something to be blindingly obvious. What that means is that it's so obvious that it it blinds you. Yeah. And then and then in the future you won't be able to recognise things that are even incredibly obvious. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, things like a finger in the eye is blindingly obvious. Yeah. Yeah, you know? <laughs> and obviously blinding. Yeah. Oh no. <laughs> but also, it's one of those ones that uh you would still be able to notice later. You know, right? Like, yeah, if, if yeah. it was say like a like a supernova sort of mm. nearby, mm. That, which I think would be blindingly obvious. Yes, you know, uh, but it would blind you that you probably wouldn't be able to at least see it. You probably be able to feel the heat wave, but then there's other things that could. But be, that would be momentary. That would be momentary. I mean, I guess you know, if, if you felt that heat wave again, it could be you know uh, somebody opening up an oven, or mm. or it could just be like a. It could be a meteor flying by, but 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 do you think that would the would the would the supernova not also kill you? Well, it depends. I mean, right. it depends how far away you are. Okay, is it just the right distance to blind you, mm. but not kill you? Yeah, or it could be one of those cinemas that is ca capable of capturing 
a supernova sort of a camera that I guess would be capable of yes. capturing a supernova in all of its essence, yes. minus the heat and things like that. So it's a cinema where you can still get blinded, you can still get blinded, <laughs> but not murdered by the intense heat. I think things. if you were to witness a supernova that mm. could be described as blindingly obvious by yeah. these criteria, yeah. I think one of the few things you would not describe it as is blindingly obvious. <laughs> <laughs> Like, of all the things you would choose to comment on about this supernova <laughs> sure. person who referred to it, this thing that has wiped out vision for all of humanity, <laughs> presumably. Wouldn't sure. Call it. But, oh, but that supernova last night was blindingly obvious. I mean, some wise guy. Where, yeah. Everybody's been blinded by the supernova uh i think that i think the, the fact the that only it, reason i think you the fact that it. the no supernova was blindingly obvious pointing it out would also be blindingly exactly. obvious and therefore not necessary it wouldn't be necessary and so i think if you did say oh that was blindingly obvious people w- wouldn't be sure if you were talking about the supernova or the statement of that the, being blindingly it, obvious indeed it's, it's very self-referential <laughs> Is there a sketch in this no, blindingly no, obvious thing? I mean, well, I, 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 I guess the, 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 the point where that we reached there, where saying that things are, are, are blindingly obvious mm. is itself a blindingly obvious thing to say, and so never really, you would hope, needs to be said. If, it's, <laughs> if, something, if you say that something is blindingly obvious mm. and other people haven't like and and that's news to anybody. If the, if if yeah. blindingly obvious is no, if if saying that something is blindingly obvious, yeah, is worth saying, mm. then it's also wrong. Yeah, but but it, I think that there's a chance that it could be like a like a hot enough for you kind of situation. So I think let's right. say let's say we get let's say we get two three hundred thousand years down the road. Sure. And I mean, I don't think it's likely, but okay. I know, but but let's say there's, you know, not you and I, but let's say society. All right. Right? I, I still think, I, I can still see there's doubt in you. Not both of us, maybe one of us, but Wait. definitely not you and I. Yeah, no, no, but I'm saying that society itself would get yes. there. Yes, right? okay, okay. Okay, you already okay. knew that. Yeah. But it was blindingly obvious. That was, yeah, great. Um, and we're getting to a point where our star is starting to die. Yes. Uh. It's becoming quite obvious <laughs> that that I I don't think that we currently have a star that mm. is the kind that would go into a supernova. No, I don't think it's big enough. I think it would probably just collapse in. Well, it first it expands into a red giant, which mm. would still happen, but then it would just collapse into a. But you know, let's say okay, this this is kind of going to a crazier place, but it's just take, taking into account uh, another idea I had recently. Let's say we find a way to turn it into that kind of thing because one of the ways in which matter tra- uh, uh, does is capable of uh, traveling through space with enough energy to get to 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 travel and 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 uh, get to other solar systems and other galaxies at high speed at high speed is using the energy of a supernova right so we send our sun into the into into the state of, of supernova yeah as uh, and then a we, means we, of propulsion yeah and and we we find a way to put a heat shield around uh, our, our our earth planet possibly yep. just like some kind of force field type thing yep 
just it'll... some kind of force field. Let's simplify it. Let's just call it just just some kind of force field yeah. type thing. Maybe one of those. Yeah. Anyway, so so then just so that we could propel ourselves, we've kind of lined ourselves up with uh, trying to get yep. to you know we're trying to get to Sirius something or yep. rather. Yep. I think that's actually a really close star. Anyway, uh, but uh, so then there's a supernova. Yep. And. Uh, what they didn't take into account is that it was going to blind everybody. Yeah. Right? Uh, One would have thought that would be blindingly obvious. But then we're, we're then we're sent off into another galaxy. Yes. But of course, we're so many hundreds of thousands of years down the down the line that as we sort of start traveling through space and we get to to other galaxies, other stars are starting to die and uh, supernova as well. Yes. And so. Even when people's eyes are sometimes recovering, or, or, or we've found science has had enough time to, <laughs> to, to, to fix people's eyes, yes. we just get hit by blinded by another supernova. Yes. Things like that. I could imagine a, at a time like that, some guy would, would think that it would be funny to occasionally go, well, that's, that was blindingly obvious. <laughs> yeah. It could be like a, just like you know, the, 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 the joke du jour where you kind of uh, – you know, m- much like if you're buying a bottle of alcohol and somebody says, "Oh, good day, good day," or uh, you know, "Oh, not, oh, it is now." Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is now. Now that I have the alcohol, or this one's not even going to touch the sides, or something about like you can't, you can't claim it on tax, that kind of thing. Yeah. Do you want a receipt? Can't claim it on tax. Um, what about? Uh, with it, with your idea, Alistair, of mm-hmm. like we're 200, 300,000 years down the track. Mm. Do you think that like, you know, like how um, people as they sort of grow older get a bit jaded or, or, or whatever, you know, maybe you'll, you get to like 80 or something, you'll be like, I just want to go skydiving, right? Like I don't, you know, I'm, yeah. I, I'm bored by life. I'll just, I'll just try anything. Do you think we could get to, you know, whatever period of time it is down the track yeah. and just humanity as a phenomenon we are just like, oh, we'll just try anything. So somebody's like, uh, mm. what if we blow up the sun yeah. and put a force field around the earth and see if we could blast ourselves to another sun? Do you think that like all of us <laughs> on the planet could just be like, yeah, we'll give it a go? I think, <laughs> you know, like, what, what, what have we got to lose? I think if we put it to a referendum, like a we've world... Had a, we've had a good run, yeah. a world referendum. A world referendum. Yeah. Let's say we, we, could, we, we could probably find a way to like... Just use the the heat at the center of the Earth to power, like to to keep us all warm for at least, you know, the the twenty years it will take for us to get to wherever we're trying to yep. get to. Yep. Um, yeah, I think that if it, with a referendum, you only need fifty one percent. You only yeah. need fifty point zero one percent. I think I think you'd probably want to want to. Like a quorum or something, you'd you'd want like sixty sixty six percent or something, <laughs> maybe seventy five to put to to go something like this. I think it's a bit harsh Look, to go for just like an absolute majority it, it, of fifty one. It depends on whether the leader, the leader of the Earth, yes, how much he wants it. If he really wants it, he's going to sure. put the limit at fifty percent. Okay, right? sure. Like you know, so or she or she, of course, absolutely. But this does a feel world... like a guy kind of. Thing. Yeah, I mean, like I don't want to, you know, I don't want to be sexist, but I feel like that's the kind of idea that a, a guy <laughs> would have and be trying to push on people. Um, you know, possibly he's an ex CEO of a of a Earth it... Force Field kind of, uh, you know, like... could could this be the next Brexit? Absolutely, we're, <laughs> but but it's like solar system exit. Yeah, um, yeah. 
it's it's like it's some equivalent of David Sensor. Cameron. Like, there's this popular demand to get out of this solar system. He's like, look, I will just put it to a referendum. It probably won't get I up. I can't imagine that it <laughs> I would. I can't imagine that it'll win. And then the the no campaign is really, uh, or, you know, the Remain campaign mm. is really badly organised. There's a lot of populist opinion behind the no campaign, and the polling doesn't really reflect that. But then anyway, we. It, polling day we we vote to leave mm-hmm. and then we're like well we've got to go ahead with it and so <laughs> despite the fact yeah. that obviously there are disadvantages to blasting the earth out of the solar system everyone's like well we had a vote we've got to go we've got to we've got to push ahead with it we've got to find a way to make this work um i guess like you could you could see how people because people can form our arguments to convince people of almost anything. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So especially um, with fake news. Especially with fake news, but even with without fake news, I think like I look here here I'm going to try and make a campaign for for let's blast away. Okay. So the sun is starting to die. We're only going to get cooler, mm. right? You don't like being cold, do you? No, no, no. I love the no. warm. Okay, you don't like being cold. Hey, I like the warm too. And there's a there's some perfectly good stars out there that are way bigger, way younger. You know, hotter, oh, fitter. younger and hotter. Yeah, younger and hotter. I mean, look, already you've, you've, you've any man over forty-five is 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 bloody relating to this. Yes, I'm just joking. I'm sorry. I feel bad that I've even said that. That's something that men want, but clearly there's a pattern of that. Yes, great. We're just we're just noticing patterns. We're just noticing patterns and 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 speaking them. Uh, then uh, you know what else. Uh, you know, we've already explored everything that this uh, solar system has got to, to offer. We've we've mined. We've Neptune. been around the sun a few times. We've been around the Earth. I mean, the Moon. There's almost nothing left of that. We've yeah. got all the uh, helium three or whatever we wanted to get off of that. Uh, we, we've you know uh, all we've we've cooled all our drinks with that with that ice planet going around Jupiter, that yep. ice moon. Uh, you know, Pluto turned out to be covered in uh, sort of ice crustaceans that obviously we. Uh, oh, that's so Earth, cool! Earth has become, you know. But anyway, we we like the dodo. We hunted them to extinction. We, yeah, and now we can't. You know, there's no more uh, sort of a uh, uh, you know crustacean ice pops like we uh, like we used to enjoy. There's nothing good or exciting to eat anymore in yeah. the solar system. We've tried everything. Yeah, we, so we want to go off. This this other place has got a great huge sun, huge mm. sun. Uh, which means that their solar system is capable of, you know, we're, we're pretty sure has way more planets that are capable. The Goldilocks zone mm. is huge. It's going to be all sorts of stuff to eat there. All sorts of things to eat, you know. Uh, new snacks. I think you've already sold people on the new <laughs> snacks idea. Um, that's already, you've like, in terms of your referendum, you've already got 25%. Okay. With the new <laughs> snacks idea. I'll anyway. stop mentioning it. Look, I've written down, I'm going to call it Sexit. New snacks, new snacks. Sexit because it's a solar Sexit. system exit. Yeah, or, or Galexit. Galexit. If so we're, we're leaving our galaxy? Well, possibly. Yeah, look, Galexit's pretty good. That um, does sound like a French food. Ah, Galaxy. Galet, Galexit. <laughs> okay. Um, well, how are we doing for, for sketches? That feels oh, like One, it's... two, three, four, five. That actually is five, yeah. Um, yeah, they're, they're very science fiction, they're aren't ve- they? They're very sci-fi. They're very. Quite, they're quite sci-fi. We've uh, I, also. I just wanted to say the way that I picture it. Uh, so if we do come up with a force field that is capable of stopping heat, yes, um, possibly some kind of you know, uh, it's kind of like it's a, it's a mixture of a Faraday cage because I guess 
to stop heat, do you just have to stop infrared? Is that what you're doing? Or, or is heat another thing in itself? Uh, well, the heat uh, from, from the sun mm. is, 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 is energy of photons, light from all different uh, frequencies okay, and wavelengths. Right. Okay, well, anyway, one thing I was just thinking. That, look, I, I, I've realized I, I don't have a solution for how to make a force field yet. Okay. Well, Alistair, this but, is all falling apart. But if you built one around the sun... Yes. Right. So that, uh, and kind of like an igloo or like a whoopee cushion. Yeah. Right? You built right. one around like that so that it kind of had a funnel. You could pointing you, at the earth. Pointing at the earth, you could you know like uh, concentrate the force of the supernova, supernova. Uh, towards the earth so that we could really like take off. I wonder yeah. whether how whether we would feel that acceleration. I think we'd. I think we'd feel. Feel something? Yeah. 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 And but but obviously there's another solar system also around us. I mean, sorry, there's another force field also around us yeah. to 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 block obviously the damaging effects of concentrating an entire supernova onto the. Of course. Yeah. There's got to be onto the planet. You know, to to you know, I guess oh, you got to. It would be really a real oversight not to do our that. Our robot futurists should have seen that coming. <laughs> That yet they were still think, talking about flexible phones. Yeah. That soon they're going to be flexible. You'll be able to roll it up in your pocket. Flexible You'll phones. To, flexible phones. I'm a robot. All right. Uh, Shall we go through the sketches? I'm going to go through the with? sketches. All right. First, we got the hi- hierarchy of <clears throat> most uh, ethical eating. Mm-hmm. Um, and then obviously, like, and it's obviously using our own bodies as a meat source. So goes uh, vegetarian, vegan. Oh yes. Then uh, cutting off your own arm and then regrowing it using sort of either stem cells or cl- cloning it back on, possibly 3D printing it on. Love then it. the next level above that is eating scabs, which is the highest level. Oh, yep. It's the highest level until you get to uh, deciding that you just shouldn't exist and then letting other people eat you. Right. Or creatures. Then there's the uh Shitburger, uh, Australian food truck, which is a guy who went to China, found out, found this guy was doing the shit burgers. He thought that's a great product that I would like to bring back here. I think it'll be good for tourism. I think it'll be good. Like a whole town might end up being known as the place where that shit burger is. Much like uh, Mona, it, what Mona is to Tasmania, yeah. what is done for tourism of Tasmania. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, the shit burger could do that for, let's say, Wagga Wagga. Great. You know, I think uh, people will travel for miles uh, in order to get to this food truck. But then again, I guess, but there's also the possibility that the, that, that uh, this whole system is, is also at Mona using the the cloaca and then this reverse cloaca that we're creating here. Yeah. Um, then we got workplace advancement robots uh, that uh, end... Futurists. So this is when we're finding robots that can replace uh, other jobs that we didn't think that they would replace, but such as the a boss that gives you compliments uh, on your yearly review. Yep. Uh, and uh, you know, and this is people kind of, I guess, having it marketed to them, uh, and uh, and then realizing that this is something that they want. Yeah, and we're seeing it. Um, maybe we're seeing the factory where these things are being being made and. <laughs> The yeah. realistic uh, body parts and the silicone molds and stuff that they're using to create a realistic, lifelike boss. Yeah, and uh, you know, and then also the rooms where they're testing them, um, so mm. that you know, mm. to see like how people are responding to them. They're getting trying to get maximum, you know, efficiency per word in terms of a compliment or response and things yeah. like that. Yeah. Um, 
Then there's uh, the gray light district, which is a uh, which is a sort of an like I said, like a sort of like a, a an after dark kind of business park where people go for workplace compliments. Again, it's a similar idea. Uh, possibly it exists in the same universe, but it's just a place. I guess it's 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 a it's possibly for people who have had a robotic compliment, workplace compliment, yeah, and then realize that they kind of there was still there, want there's a that human human, human touch, yeah. yeah, and so then that's opened up a new industry, which is a, kind of a fun, a, kind of an interesting thing that we we don't see much of, where automation goes ha- back the other way, goes back the other way, and cr- or, or you know the automation is something where some people have lost their jobs from you know from this has created a new industry where humans can get to do it anyway. Well, um, I guess I guess also like once. We've got these robots. I mean, is there any reason why they can't replace the CEOs of corporations? And then the CEOs mm. of corporations are going to be out on the streets looking to make a quick buck any way they can. So maybe they will find themselves that's great. You know, down and out and giving people a positive performance review. I think that's good because I think maybe at first the CEOs will hire the robots yes. just so that that's one task that they don't have to do. Yeah. You know, they go, oh, well, the, giving the compliments, you know, workplace reviews – that's that's another way that I'll find efficiency in my time. And then they realize everyone well, likes the robots so much because yeah. they're giving them so much positive feedback. Mm. They end up being promoted to taking CEO. over, and then the CEO themselves is out on the street. Out of work, and then he gets to the to the gray light district. Wow! And trying to give out compliments. Yeah. Andy, we've we've done it. There's a whole ecosystem. It's a whole ecosystem. Then we've got a uh, a referendum to blast the Earth out. <laughs> Of the solar system, uh, Galexit is what it's known as, and we're just having the referendum, and then we decide that that's actually something that we want to do, and uh, you see the yes side and the no side, and you see there are who were the people who voted for this? Yeah, no one on my Facebook feed voted for it. <laughs> yeah, and then and then you you find out that somehow Breitbart was yeah hugely behind it. Um, I think that I think that's really fun. Yeah. All right. Well, guys, uh, that is the. <laughs> That is the that is the that is the thank you so much for listening to the podcast um we are uh we are part of the planet broadcasting network, network full of other excellent podcasts you can follow us on uh twitter that's right i'm at alistair tb a l a s d a i r t b i'm at stupid old andy we are two in tank we're two in tank i'm on i'm on instagram at a Tremblay Birchall. <laughs> we would love you to chuck us a review on iTunes. On iTunes. Just write about us on your Tumblr. Yep. Uh, I don't know why I'm asking for this. This it's it's the most vain thing. I apologize that I even said that. Just you know, we're we're just trying to spread the word. Um yeah. so uh, take care of yourselves and your families. And if you don't have a family, take care of the people around you and the robots that bring you comfort. Yeah. If if you have a a robot that gives positive iTunes reviews, we'd love to spend some time with it. If you could write a bot that creates fake iTunes accounts. Wow. I'm calling on, I'm calling on Russia to uh, hack iTunes and give us fake uh, positive reviews. And this, and that is not a, that is not a comp, uh, that is not like an insult saying you Russians are, are uh, you know you're all hackers or whatever? That is a that is a compliment, compliment saying that you guys are really good with computers. Yes, and you know how to change things, like the success levels of mid range podcasts. Mid range, <laughs> yeah, I think we're doing okay. Somebody's we're maybe, doing all right. Yeah. Um, 
Uh, and uh, thank you to George for producing George Matthews for um, producing the podcast. And we love, love you. you. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. I mean, if you want. It's up to you. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work.